Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host, Denise Messenger, for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Hello, everyone. So glad you're joining us today, August 26th, 2020. We have a great subject. We're going to be talking about bullying, and our special guest is Jeannie Sisko-Meth, and she'll be talking to us about a program that she has called Bully Proofing You, Taming the Bully Between Your Ears. You know, she started out as a young girl, and she kind of knew that she was different from, from the others. So by the time she got into school all of a sudden they started labeling her. And, you know, she had some learning disabilities and obviously she had some physical differences as well. So, you know, with dyslexia, she couldn't talk really well and she was legally blind. I mean, it's the most amazing story and the things that she has achieved considering is just astounding. So welcome, Jeannie. So glad you're here today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. What was it like for you as a child? (laughs) It was not nice. There were many. So I, I look back at, you know, who I've become and who I was. And when I was a little kid, uh, I didn't really like people because I had learned to equate them with pain. And so I was really glad that I lived on a dairy farm and could go hang out with the cows or, you know, go ride my horse or, or you know, play with my dog, whatever, because that really, really did help me, help me a lot. And, uh-huh. and I, enjoyed, I enjoyed that. I, I still love nature. I still love, you know, getting around horses and, and animals and, and and I've also learned how to heal that pain, and I love people now too. <laughs> Yay! Well, I can't. You know, I mean, childhood has its its um, trials and tribulations, anyhow. But then, yeah, to go through what you went through, how is it that you came through all of that, and you've got such a 
awesome personality and outlook. Oh, thank life. you. Thank you. Well, the, in your, you know, in your introduction, you talked about persistence, and and absolutely that persistence, that vision of where I wanted to go. I remember as a little girl watching the movie Pollyanna and uh-huh. thinking, wow, wow. <laughs> you know, it just kind of opened up, opened up my life to what could be if I chose to look at things differently. And it really helped. Now, it took, you know, I didn't immediately start start looking at all the bright side, but definitely, you know, it started that path. And my youngest is 22 now, and he came to me probably a couple of weeks ago, and he's like, Mom, I love being around you. You're just so much fun, and, and you know, you're so positive. I just, I love hanging out with you. I was like, Matt, that was the best compliment ever. And I said, Max, I got to be honest. I said at 5.30 in the morning, I'm, I said, you know, I told him, I said, by 6 o'clock, I am. <laughs> I'm good. I've got, you know, I've gone through my routine and I've got myself ready for the day, but not always at 5.30. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, that's really funny. Yeah, it's that, it's that persistent, it's that habit. You know, I think a lot of people don't realize that our emotional state, it's a habit. And we get stuck in it sometimes. And uh-huh. so I learned at a young age how to replace that that grumpy complaining habit with a hey, let's look at this a little bit different. Let's let's see, you know, let's let's learn from this and let's grow and let's let's look for the bright side. Were there people around you that you basically learned that from? No, it started with that movie, but I can say now, honestly, absolutely. I learned from, um, I think it was in Napoleon Hill and his Think and Grow Rich book, um, you know, you are the sum total of your five closest friends. And I started looking around and going, hmm, I think I need to upgrade my friends. (laughs) This was a while ago. And now, you know, I hang out with people who are fun and they're kind, they're respectful. You know, it's not that they don't have bad days. It's that they ease through life with more grace and ease. And that's exactly what I have wanted for myself, that that picture, you know, of who do I want to be and then how do I get there? And then focusing on that and working on that is so uh-huh. important. Huh. I love that. Yeah. So I had a, a speaking engagement yesterday for a homeschooling um, homeschooling conference. And it was on Zoom because we're still not in person yet. <laughs> I think uh-huh. that's one of the uh-huh. biggest things I miss about professional speaking is not being able to travel. <laughs> Or the best part about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, but I was online and, and I was talking to them and she's like, Jeannie, our, our audience has grown so much by thousands of people in the last in the last month or so. And I said, well, yeah, people have got to do something different. You know, COVID in a way has been a blessing to many 
industries. Many changes are being made. In other ways, yeah, it's been absolutely devastating. But in, in many areas, the people that, you know, are looking for the positive saying, okay, all right, I got to shift. How can I shift and make it better? You know, because I don't know if you're like me, but there are things that I'm like, yeah, I should probably change that, but I don't have it on my schedule right now, so we'll do it next week, and then next week becomes next month, and 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 now it's like, nope, time to change now. <laughs> There's no more putting it off. Yeah. I have big to-do lists, so that really keeps my yeah. focus, because I'll review them in the morning, and I'll review them in the evening, and it feels so great to just cross stuff off. Yeah, yeah. My problem with to-do lists was at the end of the day, I never got, they never all became to-done. There was always more to do. And I forgot to take care of myself. And I would just work longer and harder and longer and harder and I would burn myself out. And so part Uh. of my taming the bully between the ears is taking time for Jeannie. That self-care, it is so important. Do the things that you love every day. I'm not saying you have to take, you know, take a whole hour or two hours. Definitely do that once in a while. Take a vacation. But throughout the day, I'll I'll book 10 minutes, and I'll get up from my desk, and I'll go outside, and I'll listen to the birds, and I'll stand in the sunshine, you know, and I'll look around and go, wow, life's incredible. That really helps. That really Uh helps me. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, of course it does. Huh. Yeah, but so many people forget about it, you know. So many people, well, I don't know. Maybe maybe I was the only one. <laughs> but I, you know, there was there was a time in my life when all I did was I love learning and I love creating content. And so I would be creating content and and I would forget that you don't just create it, you got to teach it to people too. <laughs> Ah, that's right. When you say creating content, what are you doing? So I am now working on my third book. I cannot believe, I still pinch myself. Seriously? <laughs> I can't believe that my first two became bestsellers. It was by the grace of God. I had I just, I had a message and I thought, man, if I could just help one person, you know, when I wrote my book, Bullyproofing You, if I, if I could just help one person and it was obviously needed because I get emails and, and comments from people all over the world. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, how incredible is that? And then um, I wrote another book. It was part of an anthology, and it became a bestseller. And then now I'm working on my third book, and it's about that internal bully. You know, in the, in the helping people deal with the external bully, I found out, that there's a bigger bully, and that's the internal bully, the one that lives between our ears. And so I'm working on a book now to help people, you know, deal with that because sometimes that's the most devastating one. How much time per day do you work on it? Um, Right now it's going through editing. So right now I'm not working on it. I will as soon as it comes back. Um, We've gone through... I think this is our fourth round of editing. I finished it for the first rough draft in May of 2018. And the reason I remember the date so clearly is because I had booked a vacation in June to Myrtle Beach as my reward. 
And if I didn't get my book done by the time we were supposed to leave, I didn't get to go on the vacation. (laughs) And so I had it done. And so I, a lot with my, with my personal mentoring clients, I always tell them, you've got to have a stick and you've got to have a carrot. And the carrot is something you want to do. And so I knew that, you know, the book would be something easy to put off. I'm like, I got to have a huge carrot or I won't get it done. And then the stick was, if I don't get it done, I have to pay for the trip but not go on it. (laughs) (laughs) So I I went to Myrtle Beach. Oh, my gosh, it was beautiful. And so, but it's, I, I, man, when I, I'm coming back to the persistence part because when I sat down, I had been thinking for a while, maybe I should write a book. I don't know. I've got all these information. I was a high school teacher, and that's where the Bully Proofing You program was developed in helping Uh. students. And what happened was we had a student in another class that committed suicide. And um, one of the teachers looks at me and says, maybe if you had written your book, you could have helped him. And I was like, what? And but it was it was true. I needed to reach more people, and I had felt that. Pull. I call them God pokes. You know those little things that you know you should do, but you talk yourself out of because <laughs> uh-huh. whatever your excuse is. And and so that was really the catalyst to me writing my book, and then and then um, transitioning from the classroom to the stage. And it was hard. You know, I would sit down at my computer to write that book and. I would hear my English teacher in my head, you're too stupid, you'll never make it. And I would hear, you know, all those naysayers from when I was a little kid and even, you know, even into my college years, they told me I would never make it. And so to be able to make it through school and into college, and then I'm like, I need, I want to help people. I want to help people that struggle just like I did. And so I just feel really blessed to have been able to overcome the obstacles that I have and now be able to give some of that knowledge back to people who are struggling. Sure, sure. That's all too common as, of a story, really. I mean, yeah, it is. What makes the world go around. Yeah. <clears throat> that, you know, everybody has struggles. Yeah. Yes. And those yeah. personal experiences turn into stories, and then those stories turn into learning moments for people. Right, right, yeah, absolutely. I did a, a newsletter recently talking about the gold nuggets in the valleys, you know, because sometimes we're down in that valley and we're struggling and we're not sure. We're like, I've got to climb all the way up there, oh my gosh. But it's in the valley where the gold is found. You know, as the river comes through the valley and it brings, and so if I can, you know, get my my thought pan, so to speak, and, and look and start searching for that knowledge or that gold nugget that I can use to help me move forward, um, it's absolutely true. But sometimes we get stuck in the valley, and that's yeah. where Taming the Bully Between Your Ears comes in, you know, to help you not get stuck in the valley and to help you if you are in a valley to get out of it and get moving forward. Well, I like the the idea that you speak in metaphors because those that's easily relatable to people. Well, thank you. I love stories. (laughs) 
Uh-huh. And so that's how I teach my book. All of my books are just chock full of stories, and you know that that I love. I love hearing them. I love teaching them, and and so thank you. I'm glad you enjoy my stories. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, interesting enough, when you're um, doing public speaking, you know, those speeches are typically more successful if you include stories. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I've had, you know, now I've had quite a bit of training. When I first transitioned to the stage, I didn't have a lot of training other than I had been a high school teacher at an alternative high and so uh-huh. I learned very quickly, you've got to keep them engaged. <laughs> and stories right. is a great way to do that. You know, when you've uh-huh. got 25, 30 ADHD kids in a classroom and you're trying to teach them, you've got to get their attention. <laughs> you've got to hold them. Oh. And you've got to, you know, have it take care of the meaning and the learning as well. You can't just tell a story without fluff. It's got to have meaning. And it's got to take care of the purpose of what you're teaching it for. And so I had a lot of training there. Now I know how important stories are, and I'm like, I'm so glad I started off with stories. Boy, you entered that profession at, uh, I mean, what you took on was really a very uh, growthful period of time for you because, you know, let's face it, most teachers don't have that kind of, um, of uh, you know, cinema or whatever you want to call it to be able to hang in there. Yeah. Yeah, and I was, I was at Summit High for 15 years, and then I had the opportunity oh. to transition, and I was like, you know, I absolutely love teaching. Oh, my gosh, I love teaching. And I had an opportunity... So my husband and I are real estate investors, and we had done Robert Kiyosaki's classes. And I had an opportunity to reattend one of his classes, and people found out that I was a student. And so they kept asking me questions, and and so every break I was, like, just bombarded with people. And I'm like, you guys are asking the wrong questions. Stop asking how much it costs and what my return on investment was. It doesn't matter how uh-huh. much it costs. If you make more, you know, then it costs you. And so finally on the second day, I went up to the gentleman and I said, hey, can I, can I just have like 20 minutes of time on your stage to tell these people they're asking the wrong question? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And now as oh. a speaker, I know how profound that was. You know, you don't just walk up to some person and say, hey, can I be on your okay. stage? Take over this Exactly. And she was like, yeah, absolutely. So he gave me, I think it was 20 or 25 minutes, and I'm on his stage, and I'm talking about the numbers, which is amazing in and of itself because I hated numbers, you know, with my dyslexia Uh and all of that, and I I was always so afraid, but I was just teaching. And so I'm going through the numbers, and I'm telling people, and I'm showing them, and about halfway through that experience, it's like an out-of-body experience. I, like, see myself teaching and I'm still teaching and I'm like whoa this is teaching because I looked out on the audience there's probably 250 people in the audience and they were all sitting on the edge of their seats taking notes you know frantically taking notes totally engaged 
And I was like, wow, this is teaching. Because just the week before, I had told one of my students to take her feet off the face of another student. <laughs> like, oh. okay, I'm not teaching, I'm babysitting. And, you know, and, and so I'm like, I, I want to do this. And I had been, people had been asking me for a while, you need to share your story, you need to, you know, reach more people. And then the Lord orchestrated it beautifully, and I was like, okay, it's, it's time for me to do this. And, and so then I guess you can say the rest is history, right? <laughs> it really is. You know, when, when we talk about change and um, ways to change things in our lives, what are your recommendations? The first law of change is awareness. You've got to be aware of what you want to change. So many people are so used to just numbing whatever it is that bugs them, um, you know, through illegal ways, some through legal ways. You know, we eat too much, we drink too much, we smoke too much, whatever it is. But we have a pain or something that bothers us, and we either numb it or we lash out. And that doesn't change anything. So first of all, you've got to say, okay, now what do I want to change? And then second of all, you've got to decide, okay, this is what I'm going to change. So first of all, awareness, and then you've got to make a decision. Some people become aware that, hey, I need to make a change, but then they just go right back to what they've been doing. So you've got to make that decision. So what do uh -huh. I need to change? And then this is what I want to change it to. So we can go back to when I was a kid going from, I don't want to be sad and grumpy anymore. I don't want people looking at me and going, oh, you poor thing. I want people to look at me and say, wow, how does she have that? I want what she has. How do I get that? And so uh -huh. the awareness of this sucks. And then the awareness of I want people, I want to be an example and made that decision. And then you immediately set an action. What action am I going to take within the next 24 hours to start making that dream come true? And so I'm going to start looking for the more positive. I'm going to start looking for the positive side of things. And that skill that I started way back then has become a habit for me now. And so I'm able to look at things and go, oh, well, what about this perspective? What about this? What about this? And people are like, oh, my gosh, how do you see all these perspectives? Well, I've been practicing for 40-some years, <laughs> so uh -huh. I've gotten pretty good at it. So the first law of change is awareness that you've got to change, and then you've got to make a decision about what you want to change, and then you've got to take action. And then you take uh -huh. another step and another step and another step, and you just keep doing it because habits are replaced by habits. So let's say that I have the habit of going to work and then I come home and I sit on the couch and I watch TV and I eat ice cream. Guess what? Within a few weeks, maybe a few months, that habit is going to show up around my middle section. I'm not going to uh -huh. be healthy. I'm going to gain weight. So if I want to replace that habit with a, the new habit of, hey, I want to go for a walk or I've got to lose this spare tire that I've got. Then I make it, I replace it with a new habit. That makes sense. 
Completely makes sense. Yeah. So it's really not that hard. The hard part is remembering what you want in the moment of temptation. That's the hard part. Change isn't. The decision to continually do the new action, that's the hard part. Because I'm used to coming home and sitting on the couch and watching TV and eating ice cream. Now I come home, put on my sweats, and I go for a walk. Well, it's hot outside. So I'll start tomorrow. You know, I hear that all the time from my clients. And and from myself, I have to admit, I'm going to totally be vulnerable here and say, hey, over the last year, I've gained some weight. Because last year, I said, oh, it's okay. I'm 52 years old. It's not that big of a deal. I can be a little bit overweight. Well, you know what? That one statement led to 25 pounds overweight within about eight months. Yeah. And so now I'm like, wait, how did 10 pounds become 25 pounds? Well, because I let it go. I didn't keep a focus on it. And so now Uh I'm in the habit. We started in April. I'm like, no more. I'm done. I can be a 53-year-old sexy person. (laughs) I'm going to walk. Yep. And so I've been changing that, changing that habit. So now I get up at 5.30 every morning. I go for a three-mile walk. And then I come home and I, I start my day. And then when I get off of here, I'm going to the gym. And so I spend, I go, I work out twice a day now. And and that it and I've replaced that old habit with a new habit. Uh huh. Completely makes sense. So when we talk about you know bully proofing, um, you know taming the bully between your ears, this is a program that you've developed. Yeah, it is. It's a step by step program that helps you deal with external bullies and internal bullies. And the first step is belief in self. You've got to start liking yourself. Too many people allow others to decide who they are. They allow other people to stick a label on them, and they accept that label and they leave it there. Just like in school, people stuck the label of stupid on me. People stuck the label of klutzy on me and, and ugly and, you know, I mean, all these, all these labels. And I started uh-huh. realizing, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why don't I choose the labels I want on me? Instead of just letting other people stick labels on me, I get to decide what labels stick. I get to decide what labels go on me. And so now uh-huh. I'm sexy, I'm beautiful, I'm smart. I can't spell, that's okay. I've got spell check. <laughs> there you go. You know, I remember I remember thinking to myself, oh, I don't know if I can write a book. I don't know how to spell. I don't know grammar. I don't, you know, punctuation and all that stuff. And then I'm like, wait a minute. If I was the only person in the world that didn't know how to spell, they never would have insp- invented a spell checker. It's the mere fact that they have a spell checker means that there's thousands of us that can spell. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I've got tools. I've got tools. So that's, 
that's that's where it started that first place start believing in yourself so many people women especially set their dreams aside because they they give and they give and they take care of the kids and they work they take care of you know people at work and then and they just set their dreams aside and i'm finding more and more men do the same thing and it it's sad it makes me sad because when i'm Living my passion, I'm excited, I'm vibrant, vital, and alive. Uh-huh. And I look at people no, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, when you're, when you're a child and you're not successful at, you know, attempting something um, and you're not encouraged to continue to, to try to be successful in that particular area, you can carry that with you your whole life. Mm-hmm. Yep, you sure Until can. The day is that you wake up and you go, wait a second, just because I didn't have the right teacher, um, et cetera, at that period of time doesn't mean that I can't do it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Way know? too many of us, yeah, we have this idea that I'm going to try something, it's going to be a phenomenal success, and it's just going to be incredible because we watch movies, you know, I love those um, real-life stories about the overcoming uh-huh. obstacles. I love those. Love those books. Read them. You know, everybody loves those those stories. The problem is, is that we forget that 30, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years have been condensed down into one hour. Uh-huh. And so we've started uh-huh. to think that, well, I should be able to do this and I should have success really quick. Well, it's not true. The first time you tried to tie your shoes, it didn't work. First time you tried to walk, it didn't work. No parent looks at their kids and says, oh, Jimmy, just give it up. That's your 51st time trying to walk. You're never going to make it. You're going to be a crawler the rest of your life. They don't say that. (laughs) Why do we say that to ourselves as we get older? No. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Just like a baby learning yeah. to walk. Just like that's a, you right. know, they, that's right. You, and it's it's the same thing now. Now to move it forward into adult years, so to speak, you know, when I'm when I'm up leveling my life, when I'm going from, I have a declaration that I say every morning, and it says I'm going from one level of order through chaos to a new higher level of order. And myself, my clients, my family will benefit from it. And the reason I say that every morning is to remind me that where I'm at is great, but I get to go to another level. But in between that new level and where I'm at is chaos. You know, it's just like when you decide to finally clean out the closet and you're like, oh my gosh, this closet is a mess. It's time to clean it out. Well, you don't just magically clean it. You've got to pull everything out of the closet first, make a uh-huh. big, huge mess, go through it, and then put it back in. Well, your life is the same way. When you start going from one level of order to another one, there's going to be some clunkiness. There's going to be some awkwardness until you fi- just like a baby trying to walk. You may fall down. You may not figure it out. But then if I keep doing it, then all of a sudden it becomes easy, becomes easier. Yeah. And then I get to decide, okay, do I go to the next level 
or do I stay here? I choose to go to the yeah, next I, level. I, I, I often um, say to myself, my failures have become my greatest successes. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Absolutely. You know, like I was told in elementary school, I had a speech impediment. You know, I couldn't, I was actually legally blind, so they didn't realize that I couldn't see what was going on. And so, and I couldn't hear because of dyslexia. I have auditory dyslexia as well as visual dyslexia. So a lot of times when my teachers would talk to me, it was kind of like that peanuts thing, you know, and the adults talk, Uh and I couldn't understand them. So I had all these issues. And those issues gave me the opportunity to examine it and learn from it and grow and now help others. And I feel so blessed, so blessed to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell um, our listeners um, where they can find your program, where they can find you, learn more about you, learn more about your work, um, you, you know, where they can purchase your books, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a really unique name, Cisco Mess. It's spelled just like the computer accessories and the drug. <laughs> and if you <laughs> Google my last name, you will find me. I, I, there's nobody else that I have ever found that has my last name. And that's the beautiful thing about it. We now have tons of content out there. And and what I would like to do, I'd kind of like to make a really special offer to your listeners, if that's okay. Sure. I would love to give them a free 30-minute consultation with me. What dream are you trying to create that you've kind of forgotten about and you want to get started again? Or are you is the bully between your ears taking you out and you need some help? I can absolutely help you with that. And I would love you to send me an email. And it's genie at geniesiscometh.com. And that's J-E-A-N-I-E. And then my last name is C-I-S-C-O-M-E-T-H.com. And I would love to make that offer. I have not done that on on a radio before. Um, but I just, I just, I would really love to do that for your listeners. Okay. Well, I think that's a wonderful opportunity. Everybody out there? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Send, and, and, you know, send me an email. Let me know where you're at. Let me know, you know, how I can help you. And I'll send you some times and we'll, we'll get on Zoom together and we'll talk. And, and I can help you. If, if I can overcome my obstacles, you can overcome yours. And I've had so many clients. I, I love helping a client reach their goals. Just like I love reaching my goals. I remember the first time I went to Hawaii. Oh, my gosh. Hawaii is my favorite place. Love Hawaii. And I remember thinking, you know what? What do I want to do? Oh, I'd really like to go to Hawaii. And then I'm like, oh, you can't do that. Wait a minute, Jeannie. What do you mean you can't do that? (laughs) And so I'm like, okay, let's. So I set an appointment with myself within the next 24 hours, and I started researching Hawaii, started doing some things, and within six months, I was sitting on the beach in Hawaii with my husband. And 
Love Hawaii. We've been back three times now, and we're looking at going again this summer. And it's dreams aren't that far when you start taking a step every day. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jeannie Cisco-Math. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks for coming Thank on you. Thank you, you too. You Bye-bye. bet. Thank you. Bye-bye. That wraps up our show for today. Join us again next Wednesday. We'll have another surprise for you because every guest of ours is a learning opportunity. Thank you. Goodbye, everyone, and please be well. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have. And follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit gotcancernowwhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.